0: Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello,
1: everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel, or if you're listening today on the podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, Robinson Smith is here, and he is an expert in mortgage matters and also in tax planning and he's got a family legacy happening here he's also got a best-selling book today on amazon i just found out that it's number one on the bestseller list so welcome rob nice to have you on board today
0: oh it's a pleasure thanks for having me on randy
1: no problem so today we're going to talk we're going to delve kind of deeply into stuff that a lot of people may not know about um most people when they get a mortgage on their house they don't give it much thought they talk to their bank or their lender or perhaps to a mortgage broker, and it's a loan on their house, and uh, they just pay it off. That's, it's there, and it's one of those things they have to renew the terms every five years or whatever. And I think most Canadians are aware that the interest on mortgages on your principal residence here in Canada is not tax deductible. In the United States, it is. I think a lot of people might know that. Oh, yeah, in the United States, they get to deduct their mortgage interest, whereas we do not. But uh, your company, starting with your dad and actually carrying on with you, have found a way in order, a a way that we can make that tax deductible. And it's called the Smith Maneuver. So I'm going to turn it over to you, sir.
0: Yeah, well, uh, thanks, Randy. Basically, uh, my father, Fraser Smith, back in the mid 80s, he became a financial planner. Hmm. And he was interested in the fact that, as you say, the Americans could deduct a good portion of their mortgage interest, uh, whereas we Canadians could not. Why
1: does and that not surprise me? Okay, go ahead, yeah. sir. Sorry.
0: And, and you know, Fraser didn't think that was very fair at all. So right, he did okay. what anyone would do, which is read the Tax Act. Right, it's fantastic bedtime reading. <laughs> um, and so, okay. from all that, <laughs> from all that, he um, he came up with what he subsequently called the Smith maneuver, and it is, as you say, a way to convert your non-deductible mortgage interest to tax-deductible interest uh, on a Canadian principal residence mortgage. So he He put his private clients into it for about 15 years before he retired uh, in 2000. uh, And he came out with his book on the subject in 2002. Um, So since the mid 80s, there are thousands and thousands of Canadians who have been implementing the Smith Maneuver. And an increasing awareness now that that I've come out recently in 2019. And in 2019, I published my book, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, um, and as you just mentioned, uh, number one today, I'm glad to hear that. I didn't check, but, uh, came out at, uh, number one in 22 categories on Amazon on launch day.
1: Not bad, man. Not bad.
0: Well, that might not be the only time you hear me brag, Randy, but, uh, so sales <laughs> are still great. going very strong and, uh, you know, my dad passed away in 2011. Uh, he came that. back into advising you know, he came back into advising in 05 and I joined him in 06 he passed away in 2011 and I oh. kept on going as an advisor until the middle of 2018 and I sold my advisory at that point because I wanted to uh, sort of continue my father's mission which was to make sure every Canadian homeowner coast to coast was aware of this strategy oh. and since he came back into advising in 2005 You know, he didn't really do any promotion of the strategy he was busy with his own client base and as was I when I joined him in 06 and so getting back out there to the Canadian homeowners uh, is is really my primary mission right now, uh, with the release of my book. I'm um, doing a lot of speaking engagements, uh, people such as yourself, personal yep. finance groups, real estate investment groups, et cetera. So, Excellent. so word's getting out and Canadians are becoming aware of this, which is fantastic because it's not easy out there as you know. uh, One anyway. thing I can
1: tell you, I know from my experiences as a born and raised Canadian, we pay too much tax on everything, man. I don't know. It's just every, and it's a lot of hidden tax that you don't even realize that you're paying. But every time you, you fill up your car with gas, every time you pay your insurance, uh, all that stuff, there's t- hidden taxes in that. And of course, when we're talking about real estate, we're talking about large numbers, large payments. So uh, tell me yeah. more. sounds no, good. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's absolutely right. You know, we, we Canadians pay more in tax than we do on food, clothing, and shelter combined. And if you know Maslow's, yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the basic simple requirements for, for existence, right? Yeah. We yep. pay more in taxes uh, than we do in all of those combined. So, yes you know, we're, we're consistently within or close to the top five highest tax paying citizenry on the planet. I believe it. Now, you know, I strongly feel that that we shouldn't mind paying taxes. They pay for hospitals, roads, bridges. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah.
1: We, we're all good citizens.
0: There's we're no all question. good citizens. Yeah. But then Randy, we hear, you know, we all hear these stories of what the government is doing, the various governments, you know, municipal, provincial, federal, and they're frittering away at these dollars that we have earned and sent to the government. And so it's no mm-hmm. wonder we get upset when we talk about taxation. Don't,
1: don't even get me started because you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is, it's brutal, actually, in a way. Um, anyways, um, so any, I'm very fascinated. I want to learn about this. And, and I know sort of that the, the, the center point of this or what, what makes this possible is a special type of mortgage. Uh, there is a special type of mortgage, and make, make sure I'm saying it right. It's a re mortgage, which does exist. Uh, and I'm going to let you explain it. One question, do these mortgages exist at the, at the main five Canadian banks like TD, BMO, Royal Bank? Can you get a re mortgage from them?
0: Yeah, there's readvanceable mortgages are offered by a wide variety of mortgage lenders. And, okay. and I'll explain what a readvanceable mortgage is in, in just a sure. moment. But I'd first like to preface this that anybody considering the Smith Mover really needs to look into the appropriate financing with the help of a professional. Because Agreed. while there are a lot of different readvanceable mortgages out there, they are not equal. Okay. And just nice. going to your bank that you've been dealing with for 20 years, and saying, I want to do the Smith maneuver. I need a re mortgage. The, okay. the mortgage specialist is gonna go, what's what? a Smith maneuver? I don't know what that <laughs> is, but we do have a re mortgage. And yeah. it's most likely not gonna be ideal for your personal situation. So okay. in any event, what a re mortgage is, we know that in Canada, we get a down payment together, we right. scrape that together, we, we go to the bank and we get a mortgage from, from the mortgage lender or whoever it is. Right. And it's typically one big, large amount—three 600 million hundred days, yeah, <laughs> and growing. Yeah, and all of all of that debt, we we promise the banker, our spouse, and God that we're going to pay this off over twenty-five years or so. And right. and all of the interest on that is non-deductible, and that's what makes it so expensive. Even at today's low rates, it takes a big chunk of your paycheck. Yep. But what a re-advanceable mortgage is, and again, they're not all identical, but essentially they have a line of credit, which is attached to that traditional amortizing mortgage loan. Okay. Uh, One or more, depending on the lender and both sides of this mortgage talk to each other. So when you make any sort of payment against that traditional mortgage component, that let's say $600,000 mortgage balance, you make your first payment in a thousand. Well, a lot of that goes to interest, non-deductible interest. It's gone, it's the price we pay for borrowing the money. But let's say $2,000 reduces the principal balance on that. Well, the line of credit sees that and the limit automatically increases by $2,000. So you can start with a zero zero limit on that line of credit. But as soon as you pay down that mortgage balance by 2,000, you can get back at that 2,000. Now, the issue is that a lot of Canadians have this type of mortgage already, they don't necessarily know why their mortgage specialist or mortgage broker put them into this. They don't fully mm-hmm. understand it. They don't know how to use a lot, utilize it to their maximum advantage. And so what they do, after they see that first mortgage payment reduce that balance by 2000, the line of credit limit increased by 2000, right. fantastic, that's more than a BMW payment, <laughs> right? I okay. can also go out for dinners, I can get oh, a, kayak, yeah. a motorcycle, travel, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so what they're doing here with this type of mortgage is and quite possibly unwittingly, they're paying down non-deductible debt on one side, which is expensive, and they're replacing it with non-deductible debt on the other side, which is also expensive. Correct. And that's not the worst of it. In order, what they've done is, while they're increasing that line of credit balance with non-deductible debt, what have they bought with that money? They bought cars, as I said, motorcycles, right. vacation, all that's these quote, unquote, Europe, unquote, right? yeah, you know, yeah, all these quote unquote assets which yeah. decline or depreciate in value. So we call this wealth destruction and the Smith maneuver relies on the principle that the CRA says, if we borrow to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income, we can deduct the interest on that. That's right. So all we're doing when we implement the strategy is we're putting this available credit to work for us, not against us. We're going to, we're going to buy investment assets, which are going to grow in value over time. And in doing so, we create these tax deductions
1: Okay. so let, make, let me make sure I've got this straight. So um, many people have a mortgage. Many people have a line of credit, or we call it a HELOC. I guess that's the same thing where you, you get a home equity line of credit, but those are typically separate from each other. And what we're talking about here with this re-advanceable, re-advanceable mortgage is the two, the two things are joined together. Both the, the yes. typical mortgage loan plus the line of credit are connected.
0: That's and when, right. And that's, and, sorry, okay. go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, and when you make a mortgage payment, that increases your available credit on the line of credit simultaneously. So they're, yeah. they're joined that way.
0: That's a very, that's a very large misconception here. Okay. There are lots of internet forums, uh, mm-hmm. discussions, etc., on the Smith maneuver on the internet, but yep. it's a rat's nest out there. There's tons mm-hmm. of misinformation, strangers right. helping strangers who aren't professionals. Right. And one of the biggest misconceptions is, well, let's say I've got a traditional mortgage from RBC, right? but I've got some equity in my house I can access. So I'm going right. to go to CIBC and get a HELOC in, in second position, or maybe I also get it from the Royal bank, whatever the case may be. Right. And I can pull that out and I can invest. Yes. You're getting invested for your future. Yes. You're generating tax deductions because you borrow to invest, but right. no, you're not converting your mortgage because the line of credit limit does not speak to the, the amortizing loan side. So, you pull out that full new $50,000 to invest, for example, and then the next month you make another mortgage payment. It goes down by 2,000. You can't get back at that 2,000. I got so you. So it's a very specific, it's not just slapping a HELOC against your mortgage in second position. It's a very specific type of mortgage.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that is, that is you know, step one in the Smith maneuver, getting the right type of mortgage so that, so that you can actually begin converting your non-deductible mortgage debt to tax deductions. So whenever I pay down that one side, I borrow it back to invest. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, mix, REITs, uh, private lending, investment real, all these sorts of things qualify for deductible interest. Okay. So I pick what is best for me. I consult with my financial advisor, whatever the case may be. So now I'm getting invested on a monthly basis. I'm generating these tax deductions as well. At the end of the year, when I send my tax return in, the CRA says, well, we came in every two weeks and took tax off your paycheck, but we didn't know you were going to generate all these tax deductions. We took too much. We owe you money back. Right. So when I get this tax refund, I apply it as a prepayment against my mortgage. And then that line of credit limit opens up again, dollar for dollar, no matter how much that was. And I can pull that out to to invest as well. Smart move. I make, yeah, by making this annual prepayment, I'm getting rid of that non-deductible debt Faster and faster is better when we're talking about non-deductible debt. And this is, this is money that otherwise wouldn't exist if I weren't implementing the Smith mover.
1: I get it. I understand what you're saying, which is <laughs> remarkable for me. So, uh, okay. And I would guess, oh, so that's one year. But then over time, you're going to sort of transfer the, the type of loan that you have from a mortgage more to a line of credit. At each year that goes by, it's going to be more and more the line of credit and exactly. less and less the mortgage. Exactly. The way of so- transferring that. I get it. I do.
0: Yeah. So each year you continue this process. Each year you receive the refund. And the refunds get larger and larger each subsequent year. And your investment portfolio is, is growing, you know, compound growth, taking advantage of compound growth. Mm-hmm. The the main the main issue that a lot of people face with this is, is they've they've grown up being told by people, quote unquote, wiser than them and, and mm-hmm. older than them, mm-hmm. that they need to be clear title under their house on their they need to they need to pay out that mortgage. I was be, just be, thinking clear that, title, right? You, okay. And, and so what happens is you know and, and typically we, yep. we have this Your
1: total debt is not going to go down. It's going to stay the same.
0: That's right. And so this is this is where we 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 face a challenge with some of these Canadians because it's been ingrained in them to be clear right. title. But what they're doing is each month when they make those mortgage payments, they pay down that debt. They're increasing their equity, but what are they doing with that equity? Absolutely nothing. They're most earning of the zero percent on it.
1: Most of the time, nothing. You're right.
0: Right. And not only is it earning zero percent, it's negative return because of inflation. And that, that's much better than actually reborrowing it to buy consumer items that depreciate in value. Right. But if I'm concentrating, you know, we. We Canadians take this sequential approach to our financial affairs. we got two goals. One, get rid of that mortgage. Two, start saving for our retirement. That's right. But the decision on which of these goals to attack first is made for us, not by us. Because if I don't take my after-tax dollars and put it away in, in an investment portfolio for my future, nobody cares. Nobody's going to come knocking on my door. No one's going to go tisk tisk tisk. That's right. I'm the only one who's got my back. But if we don't make a mortgage payment, someone is going to come knocking on oh, our yeah. door. Oh, yeah. And they have no sense of humor. <laughs> no sense of humor <laughs> so that's what happens we realize that we've got limited dollars and so we apply that money to making our mortgage payments and by the time we hit retirement we're now in a one million dollar home right which is clear title right and I'm living off a fixed income because I haven't been investing for the past 25 30 years I've been paying out my mortgage so now mm. I've set myself up for uh, being financially reliant on my children living um uh, in their basement suite, a reverse mortgage, working during retirement, yeah. because I haven't been able to take advantage of compound growth. And what the Smith maneuver does is it eliminates that non-deductible debt faster than if you're paying off the mortgage traditionally. Plus, it generates this investment portfolio, uh, which can be worth hundreds of thousands. So now you've got an investment portfolio you can draw income from it, uh, and you're not you don't have these limited options. So you can go golfing, I mean, you can go tend to your garden instead of working. Not a at not a bad idea. Corner.
1: Right. right. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh okay, number 1 question. CRA know about this and they're okay with it? Like yes. This, it's been around for years, I know. So they're yeah. they're all right.
0: Yeah, it's been around since the mid-80s. Back in I'm not sure exactly when it was, but back in about the the mid mid-90s, I think towards the late 90s. Okay. Uh, my my dad at his office got a surprise visit by two gentlemen in suits and they walked in and mm-hmm. I said to his receptionist, hey, we'd like to speak to Mr. Smith about this. Smith so, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So dad ushered them in and they sat down at his desk and they explained we're, we're from the CRA. We want to oh, hear what it is all about. Right. And dad being dad, he probably lit up and he got his pad of paper out. and He's a brave man.
1: He's a brave man. Okay. His, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, he did his research. He knew, he right. knew that we were simply taking advantage of the, uh, of our best financial circumstances, which we are legally entitled, to, entitled to do. So right, right. he explained what it was. And, mm-hmm. and halfway through one of the guys leaned forward and said, is this going to work on a $70,000 mortgage? Are so, you serious? Yeah, so <laughs> <and> plus, <laughs> There are, That's good. I know for a fact, there are people who are employed by the CRA who are implementing the strategy. Yep. You know, I've had lawyers, accountants, his clients, um, you name it, cops. So
1: interesting. Very interesting, it's kind yeah, of it's, it's kind of intricate, but it's also kind of simple in a way. Yeah. Basically, you are just you're just tying those two different things together, and you are automatically generating a line of credit. But you have to pick the right investments. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, when you are using yeah. borrowed money, which is basically what it is, to make an investment, that's like buying stocks on margin, which there are some risks involved with that. I would think, and I'm just kind of shooting this out there, that This is going to work for a certain type of person who is perhaps hands on, who is on top of things. Uh, But I don't know the average Canadian who, you know, makes a contribution to their RSP once a year and then forgets about it for the next 12 months until they get their final, you know, the year end statement. They don't even look at it. Would it not make it might make better sense for someone who's a little more hands on because you got to make sure that those investments are going to go up in value, not down because that's borrowed money that you're using to buy with.
0: Yeah. It, it, the Smith maneuver is not for, not for everybody. Right. Firstly, there's a, there's, you got to have, you have to have at least 20% equity. Okay. It's a little off sure. topic here. But no,
1: no, that makes sense. In order to
0: get the right type right. of mortgage. Right. But secondly, the people who are going to shy away from this are those who, who can't wrap their head around the fact that the Smith maneuver says, you're going to want to maintain your total debt. You're going to convert it from bad to good debt and get invested, but you're going to want to make number one,
1: number it. one some, objection.
0: Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people are going to say, I can't wrap my head around that. I, uh, my my wife my husband if i try to persuade them they they'd kill me whatever the case be and so that's that's fine you, you don't want to do anything you're not comfortable with
1: right right
0: but but if you do implement the smith maneuver you do you are required to invest now <clears throat> we need to be very careful on what mm-hmm. we invest in and i tell everybody yes. i don't advise on what to invest in it's it's up to you know what are they comfortable with what what do they have an understanding of right but I advise them don't take this money like if, if it's freeing up 1100 bucks that you can invest don't take that to 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 Vegas quote unquote don't right. gamble on your cousin's Bit, new bitcoin or
1: penny stocks you stuff know, like that
0: no there's a lot of stuff out there that have generated consistent returns for years and years and years they may be boring right they may not be exciting but this is boring this can is be good long boring you know this is this is a long term strategy so the fact that it's a very, very long-term strategy really flattens the, the, the market risk uh, curve on this. Okay. You okay. do have to get it right. And there are a lot of people out there who've got their, their Questrade account or their, their robo or whatever, and they're doing their own investing. That's going to be fine for some. A lot of people, they're, they're full-time school teachers right. or policemen or right. you know, they're not, they're not money managers. And so it's time to enlist someone who can help guide you on this, who you trust. Absolutely. Who can help guide you. And there are people out there who, who've got a lot of letters behind their names. They do this for a living. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure we need to be cognizant of fees, but it, you know, we're talking about your family's financial security, your long-term security and we shouldn't, unless we're professional money managers ourselves, we, we shouldn't try to attempt to do this. We shouldn't try to do our uh, our own taxes, our own investing. We shouldn't try to pick our own mortgage and list the professionals.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. Totally. Well, okay. Very interesting. What happens? Okay. So you've you got it set up. You're doing the Smith maneuver. Everything's working great. Uh, you have to sell the house. You're being transferred. You're moving to Montreal. You got to sell your house and move to Montreal. How does that work? Uh, in terms of your investments, uh, or do you take okay. that? Can you, is it transferable or is it portable? Can you move yeah. it with you or how does that work?
0: Yeah, people move all the time. Yep. Uh, and and there, is, there is a way, if you're implementing the Smith maneuver, what you're concerned about is the deductible debt that you've generated to date. Right. The investments themselves are free and clear, they don't care where you live because oh. I, I okay. took from that, that line of credit to buy investments. The lender, the re mortgage holder, doesn't care what I do with that money. They don't care if I borrow from that line of credit to buy a car, to invest, to go on vacation. They what should,
1: they should. But well, okay. they, you yeah. know, maybe
0: yeah. so. Yeah. But they also don't care if I take that money out, turn it into cash and throw it in the fireplace and burn it because they've got the house as security. That's what security for the right uh, credit. Okay, so the investments so- are free and clear. They're not encumbered by any debt.
1: I gotcha. The- so when the house is sold, the when the any, house is sold that's the existing right. that's, the existing mortgage is paid off likewise the line of credit is paid off so everything's cool. well
0: the way the way that we want to engineer this and hmm. it's done all the time hmm. but you need to have someone on your side who understands this so like yeah you know, maybe we'll talk about the smith mover certified professional accreditation program in a second but oh boy okay there are these there are these people out there mortgage brokers notaries etc real estate lawyers who understand how to structure the sale of your current home and the purchase of your new home, such that the deductible debt that you've generated to date yes. can be ported over to the new house rather than paid out and eliminated and okay. having to start again on the new house. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. So it, it can, it can be done. Okay. I mean, moving house is a frequent occurrence and, and it is. clients that have moved house. Yeah.
1: Yep. My favorite clients when they move at least every five to six years, I think the Canadian average is seven, but, yeah. We like people to move. It's always a good thing.
0: Yeah. keeps <laughs> the economy going. Uh,
1: that's right. Very interesting. Okay. What about demographics? Uh, again, I'm a little bit older. Uh, some people would say I'm a lot older, but um, would this, I would think this is appealing more to people with, uh, in a younger demographic, if they've got in their like late 30s or 40s, where they've got 20 years to look forward to uh, mm-hmm. building assets, whereas somebody who might be 58 years old. Maybe that's not the right thing for them. I'm not sure.
0: Well, you know, there, there, there are Canadians in their 60s and above mm. who have begun the process of, of. Oh, okay. The, the thing to remember here is, firstly, we're living longer. So if I'm 60 years old, that's know, not old I'm,
1: these days. Yeah, it's
0: not old these days. And, and if I've got debt, I really need to have a serious discussion about whether I can convert that into an investment portfolio. If I'm 60. Am I going to live to eighty-five? I've I've got some time, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe eighty-five or older. So it, it's it's about it's about figuring out, you know, what do the numbers say and what are the timelines, and does that work for my personal situation? So yes, there are people on the more mature uh, end of the, the spectrum who are implementing the strategy, and there's a lot of interest in the strategy for people in their mid-thirties, forties mm-hmm. who are looking at their first home. Granted. The number of those aged people are dwindling considering expenses, uh, the cost of buying a house these days, but yep. they have a lot of time to watch their investment portfolio. grow. they've got a lot of earning power in the future. The 45s to 55, 50 year 50 year olds really are, are the ones who are really embracing the saying, I still okay. got lots of time.
1: So that's I've your still got lots of debt. That's your ideal demographic right there. 45, yeah. They're, they're
0: going to likely have owned their home. Uh, for a period of time where whereby they've got the available equity that they can get the right type of mortgage. If I've only got 5% down when I buy my first house, I can't implement it because a mortgage right. lender for a re will only extend up to 80% loan right. value. So okay. someone, someone who's Understood. 45, maybe they've owned their home for a while, they, right. the equity's built up and they can get the, the right type of mortgage. And the older one is, you know, we can talk about accelerators, but the older one is if they refinance out of a mortgage that doesn't work for the Smith Maneuver into one that does, they may have immediately available credit based on the value of the house of 25 grand, 50,000, 100,000. These days, 200,000. Easy, Yeah, 400,000, right? Now, when we talk about um, pulling that equity out to invest, it's one of the accelerators, it's called Prime the Pump. We're talking about accruing new debt. If I've got a $500,000 mortgage, Uh, on my existing house and the mortgage doesn't work and I need to refi into a mortgage that does work. I still owe $500,000. My debt hasn't changed. Now I have the opportunity to convert that mortgage debt into an investment portfolio. Right. But because the value of my house has gone up over time, I also have a couple hundred thousand that the the lender is saying, Hey, not only do you owe us that 500,000 non-deductible mortgage debt, like you did with the old mortgage lender, but we're also going to give you a line of credit with an immediately available limit of 200 grand do nice. with that what you want
1: right? right right
0: and that's that is additional borrowing that's additional leverage and this Got is it. where you really need to have that conversation with a professional is it suitable for me to pull that out and invest um what's what's my age what's the uh, you know my capacity hmm. to carry this this additional borrowing uh, what are my goals my timeline sure. all that sort of thing? understand uh so there's there's a lot to consider and, and you mentioned earlier um it's simple and complex at the same time. And it is because I can describe the Smith maneuver as pay a mortgage down, borrow it back to invest, take the tax refund, prepay, pull that out to invest as well. Yep. And you're on your way. Yeah. But the actual, you know, the, we're dealing with mortgage financing. We're dealing with uh, investment mm-hmm. math and we're dealing most importantly with the CRA. So there are nuances mm-hmm. in here where you need yes. these professionals to help you implement it right. correctly.
1: Right. Okay. Devil's advocate, uh, the, I like this. Very interesting. Um, the one thing that I think would screw it all up is there's an assumption built in that house prices will continue to rise. And we've been in a really good time the last 20 years, man. I'm sure out in Victoria and BC, I know for a fact, even more so than here in Ontario. Uh, prices have been on a tear. Mm. And, uh, but there's an assumption built in that prices will continue to rise. And I hope they will. But you never know. Anything's possible in the world, mm. right? uh what would happen if prices started to soften uh is there a danger if you're keeping that debt level high like that is there a danger that eventually you could end up underwater or is that if like if interest rates start to go up and we might see a dip in prices i don't think we will but we might you never know uh is there a risk there
0: yeah so so there's there's two things there there's there's a softening of prices and interest rates which you mentioned okay yeah um my Rates, father are, go-
1: developed- Rates yeah. are going up, by the way. You heard it yeah, here. Well, first. I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure they're not going any down uh, anytime no, soon. Exactly. The, where can they go? Yep. So, you know, talk about the softening of, of real estate prices uh, first. Um, my father developed this back in the mid 80s. Okay. And their, the housing prices have gone up and they have gone down. They've gone up and they've gone down.
1: 1989, a bad you year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, when we're implementing the strategy, we're implementing it on our principal residence. The day I get my right. financing for this, I'm, I'm up and running. I can, right. I can get to this now, firstly, it's not like the stock market. If prices stop, start going down, I can sell. I, I, first of all, I don't want to sell. This is the house in which I live, right? And I've got a five-year term on this. And regardless of what housing prices are doing, the mortgage lender is going to say, Hey, renew for another five-year sign here. It's a different story. If I buy my house with 5% down. Then I'm really looking at this, going, "What's going on with housing prices?" I'm a little concerned here, whatever. But in order to do the Smith maneuver, you need a readvanceable, and you can't get a readvanceable unless you're 20%. 20% equity. Right. So there's a big buffer there. When you talk about interest rates, again, I'll mention the fact that my dad developed this back in the mid '80s, and mm. you might remember what rates were doing then. Back Buff. in there, 20 craziness. Yes. So if my father developed this strategy back in the mid '80s when rates were double digits, if it if it didn't work then, we wouldn't be talking today. And we have to look at the fact that the, the Smith maneuver is very robust because, and I've heard people on internet blogs or whatever it is say, Hey, the Smith maneuver is not going to be, it's not going to work when rates are high. I've also seen Smith maneuver is not going to work when rates are low. <laughs> well, here's the thing.
1: I get all my news from Facebook. I don't know about you, man, but that's, <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing with rates yeah. is when interest rates are low as they are now, right. Just because of how the math works, I have let's say eleven hundred bucks to invest on a monthly basis. Okay. Now interest rates are low. I'm investing a, a relatively large amount on a monthly basis, which is fantastic. However, mm-hmm. my tax refund isn't as large. Correct. As if rates were higher. Correct. So, so yes, I'm getting invested a bunch right now on a monthly basis, but my tax refunds, and my tax deductions aren't as powerful. Well, when rates go up. I have less. Maybe I don't have eleven hundred to invest each month. Maybe I've got nine hundred to invest each month. So I can't invest as much, but my tax refunds are higher or Mm. bigger because rates are higher. So there's this there's this balancing component to it.
1: Very interesting. I keep I keep trying to trip you up, and nothing's working. Nothing's working. And and what I can see, (laughs) everything makes sense here. It makes perfect sense everybody should be doing this,
0: you know, just in case you don't ask, I mean, I'm sure your, your, your viewers or listeners are, are going to be wondering um, what are the risks? You know, we talked about a couple of them. There's, there's interest rate risk. There's, you know, interest rate risk. If I've got a mortgage, I've taken on interest rate risk to begin with whether or not I'm doing the Smith maneuver. If I'm doing the Smith maneuver, I've also got that line of credit component, which has its own rate, quite likely. Right. And so I'm also opening myself up to additional interest rate risk. But but again, the long-term nature of this uh, smooths out that rate risk on the interest side. And as I mentioned, my dad developed this back in the mid '80s when rates were double digits. So there is risk on that side, but it's uh, you know as as long as things keep on going relatively normal and we don't see rates in the '30s and '40s and stuff like that. I hope not. It's proven manageable. Yeah. Market risk again. You're exposing yourself to to you're getting invested with with money that otherwise you weren't going to invest because otherwise without doing the strategy the money's not available to you so now That's you're right. getting invested there's market risk there Do you could
1: smart. you could have a GIC and the rates are going to go up on your investment so you again if rates go up you may get a higher rate of return on something simple like a GIC
0: which yeah, I wouldn't yeah. recommend and, but and you we can. Always, yeah we always want to look at you yeah. know when I'm borrowing to invest, I'm paying for that borrowing. That's right. It's got to be, does it make worthwhile? GIC is a
1: bad example. Anyway.
0: But you know, we also have to remember that if I'm borrowing, you know, we're borrowing at 2.95% these days, but even if I'm borrowing at 6%, if I'm at the 50% marginal tax rate, right. That only costs me 3% money.
1: Right. That's right. You're going to get half back.
0: Yeah. So so interest rate risk, market risk, regulatory risk. Um, the government, the CRA, they can make any change they want at any time. Um, we you know, when I was an advisor, we saw quite a few moves. Which, okay, how do we deal with this? Okay, well, it sure. diminishes the effectiveness of the strategy over here, but it's okay over here. Balances that sort of thing. Okay, there's there are all sorts of risks that one faces when they are implementing a financial strategy regardless of what that financial strategy is right
1: life is a series of risks sometimes it's a big risk sometimes it's a small risk still a risk but yeah. if, you know oftentimes if you go with a small risk you're going to be okay
0: people take a risk every day when they get in the car and make that drive to work
1: you better believe it very interesting let's say um someone listening to this today or someone watching us today uh, is interested. They're in Canada. They've got, uh, you know, they got at least 20% equity in their house and they're interested maybe in taking a look at the Smith maneuver. What should they do next?
0: Um, Smithman.net. Smithman. Smithman.net. .net. Okay, it's, shorten, it's shortened from smithmaneuver.net because no oh, one can still maneuver correctly, including myself. I can't.
1: I had to look it up. Anyways, so. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to put your contact info underneath uh, on the YouTube okay. and also on the podcast as well. So people yeah, will be able to great. contact.
0: So yeah, smithman.net. I've, I've okay. got my book there. Uh, you know, I, I For those listening on the podcast, you can't see this, but it goes on YouTube. There it is, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. Awesome. Um, so there's the book. Uh, The Smithman calculator, which we've developed, which is uh, very powerful within just a few minutes, you can see the projected net benefit for your own personal situation. I've also got a homeowner's course. Um, But the most important thing here is go to the website. There's more information there. You can get the book if you want, but just get the book, go to the library and check it out for free if you don't want to pony up to $24.95, right? Learn about it, get to know it. And you know, do the initial research and figure out if it is worth it for you or not. Sure. And then going forward, if you decide to proceed, then we've got, uh, as I alluded to earlier, we've got a network of Smith Maneuver certified professionals, coast to coast.
1: Okay, good. Um, so, so mortgage
0: brokers, realtors, investment advisors, accountants, etc. So all and these professionals you can surround yourselves with who good. know each other. Okay. Right?
1: And and you're, you have reps in Ontario as well. Oh, yes. Okay, yep. good. Good, good. Yeah.
0: So, so there's a link that they can get connected to uh Smith Manure certified professionals will connect them in their area. Um, but that's the most important thing is just learning more about it, educating yourself, getting comfortable with maintaining your total debt, you know, understanding why it's That's worth- the big, that's the big one.
1: I know with my clients, that's going to be the number one question. Well, wait a minute. You're saying that we owe 600,000 on the house and you're saying that we should keep it at 600,000 over the next. 15 years, it'll still be 600,000 that we'll, and the answer to that is yes.
0: Yeah. And when you look at, well, what am I getting with that $600,000 of debt that I'm maintaining? Well, right. depending on your numbers, you could be upwards of $2.5 million with an investment portfolio, right. 2.5 minus 600 grand. Well, nice. you do the math, Randy, but I'd rather have that.
1: I'll get out my calculator. Zero,
0: <laughs> than a zero investment portfolio yep. and a whole bunch of equity, which has been doing absolutely nothing for me for all these years. You tell a wealthy person that you live in a clear title home. They're going to look at you like you got three eyes. It makes them sick. They, they want to run away. You know, they know. Well, they know the power of debt, but they know the power of good debt, not bad debt. They know the evils of bad debt.
1: I am beginning to was well, not beginning to believe. I fully believe that we need to model uh, what people think. Oh, this is only for billionaires or, you know, uh, really rich people or celebrities or something. We need to start modeling some of the stuff that they're doing, because if it works for them, it can work for an average and ordinary Canadian as well. And uh, I think it's but great.
0: That, that's exactly it. You know my, my, my dad, as I mentioned in the mid 80s, he didn't develop this strategy for, for the millionaires and billionaires. They already have their fancy tax accountants and tax lawyers and exactly. advisors telling them how to not have any non-deductible debt, how to maximize their tax deductible debt. They've already they've already got the means to do that. He developed this for your typical Canadian um, 80 grand a year, 150 grand a year. Yep. Big stinking mortgage, which is taking a big cut of their paycheck each month. They can't right. get ahead. I don't know how many families have said, I make 130 grand a year and I can't pay for my kids' braces. That's right. You know, This is for them. This is yeah. so that the, the typical Canadian can emulate the wealthy.
1: I like it. I'm going to promote this. This is good. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm out of questions. I mean, uh, you've answered them all. And again, it's kind of a very elegant kind of at the same time, simple concept. And I'm surprised that I'm, not too many people are doing it, although obviously more and more all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to get value out of this. I really do. I think it's a great idea. And it's,
0: um, you just got to learn about it, educate, decide if it's for you. It's not going to be for everyone. As no, we talked about,
1: no, I right? agree. But if there's a, if you know, not, yeah.
0: And if it's not for you, don't do it. Absolutely. Look into it. If we, if we yeah. don't, educate ourselves we don't know what options are out there we don't give ourselves the chance to say yes or to say no
1: right that's right okay and i will or i know you said don't bother to buy the book get it at the library but i'm going to say to people buy the book if you don't want to buy the hard copy get the kindle version yeah. and uh, so you've got it at home as you can read it on your phone you can read it on your desktop whatever
0: i would i would urge people to do that i'd love it if they bought the book i love it more <laughs> if they just come on rob come on before. all right buy the book you're a businessman come <laughs> on
1: <laughs> anyways this was a great talk i really enjoyed this today and uh, let's keep in touch and um, like i say, i'm going to put all your contact info there so hopefully we can drum up some business for you for anyone still on the call anyone watching or listening uh if you have questions please put them down there please uh, put your questions and we'll try to answer them in a timely manner. and uh if again if you're on the youtube channel don't forget to subscribe if you like what you're seeing give us a thumbs up likewise on the podcast. And the podcast, by the way, is on Podbean, uh, but it's syndicated everywhere. It's out on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and Stitcher, and a whole bunch of other ones. So we'll be all over the place uh, in very shortly. So Rob, thank you again, sir, for being here today.
0: It's been a pleasure, Andy.
1: It was a pleasure talking to you. Okay, hopefully we'll see each other again soon.
0: You got it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.